This one's for you, the girl who so badly wants to feel confident and empowered to walk in her purpose. That girl that needs to remove the internal clutter, causing the limiting beliefs, fears, self-doubts. That girl who wants to meet her most confident self. She wants to live a soul-driven, purposeful life. This one's for you. Let's rise, babe. How you can make $15,000 per month. I'm not going to claim to be a money expert, a guru in any sort of way, but this is just what I have figured out and I feel like sharing my basic perspective and bullet points on how to make this happen could actually be more advantageous than reading a 300-page book with all the tips and tricks. I just want this to be short, sweet, to the point, and maybe open your mind to some awesome possibilities on how to rack in, rake in, rack in, rack in more money for yourself monthly. So number one, I can't start a money podcast without talking about money blocks. Do you think that you can make $15,000 in one month? Do you feel like this is a reach? Too far out? A total dream to achieve? Do you feel in your bones that this is entirely possible for you and you're perfectly capable of making this happen? Because that's what it takes to draw it in. Your mindset around money and the feeling you get in your gut, chest, heart, or your butthole, I don't really care. It's literally the deciding factor on whether or not you attract abundance in your life. So notice how you feel when you talk about money, when you log into your bank account. Ooh, that's a big one for me. The angst that's around you logging into your bank account is not the energy that will attract money into your life. It's actually blocking more money from coming into your life. Your money mindset, the thoughts, the habits, the feeling, the energy you hold around money, just like we talked about in one of the podcasts around confidence and how you are physically the sum of all of your experiences, it's the same with your mindset. When it comes to how you feel and your habits around money, it's very likely that you are the sum of those experiences that you've had in your past and how you've allowed them to shape your money mindset. How you feel about money is the compilation of these learned traits, the environmental influences, and the conditioning from your family, our culture, the society. So consider, how does your mom feel about money? How does your dad treat money? How do people around you feel about money? Is it the whole, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that you know, ask for that for Christmas. We can't buy that right now. Like, what are the things that you grew up hearing? I just published a free, totally free mindset e-journal for you to download. The link is in the show notes. It'll walk you through step-by-step, honestly, exactly how I manifested the abundance that I have in my life right now. I really sat down with this e-journal and thought about okay, where did I start in my mindset and in my heart when it came to all of this? Because it was untethering my heart from the love of money and rewiring my brain around the energy that money held. 
and really getting rid of a lot of limiting beliefs around money, a lot of money blocks with my past and manipulation that was held over my head with money and all sorts of negative energy around money. It was releasing that. And so when I sat to write this e-journal, I really, every time I sit down to do something creative, I brain dump all of my ideas and sometimes I'll even take a few days and a lot of hot showers (laughs) to really pour into what I personally perceive for the topic ideas, what I personally perceive as, you know, 10 ways to boost your confidence. Like I can Google that and shit can come up and I can copy and paste that into a post or speak it into a podcast, but I really strive to take my personal approach on things. And so anything that you guys hear, anything in my e-journals, those are all my personal approach. I'm not trying to be any sort of guru. I just share what has worked for me. And that e-journal is step-by-step what worked for me in the process of becoming financially abundant to having 15k months and it is mind-blowing how quickly it happened for me so get your copy of that e-journal it is available linked in the show notes or linked in my bio of my instagram as well so let's dive into the meat of this because yes money blocks and mindset is number one but i feel like we all kind of know that so how do i make fifteen thousand dollars per month Number one, high ticket job opportunities. I didn't just get lucky. I saw opportunity. And I hear it. I hear it all the time. Oh, well, you know, I'm not in real estate, so I can't attract 15K months. Well, um, have you ever thought about getting into real estate? It changed my life. Maybe it could change yours too. I'm not saying that this is the only way to gain $15,000 per month, but it's not the only place that my 15K comes from, which I'll get to later, but maybe consider high ticket job opportunities, real estate investing, insurance sales, mortgage lending, medical device sales, or literally any sales or commission-based position, or maybe you're simply consulting, running social media accounts, or coaching, and you seek a percent of that person who you're working with of their business, of their income. Um, That's where we get into the residual part of things, but write that word down, residual income. Write it down and underline it twice. But high ticket sales is going to be the number one thing, and it's going to be about exploring and discovering, okay, what could I see myself doing? What are my skills and abilities that I could see myself applying to this industry? So for real estate, for example, it was never on my radar. I don't tell everybody this, but I honestly didn't know what a mortgage was before I took my real estate exam. Like before I started studying for real estate, I didn't even really have, I wasn't sure what a mortgage was. Like that's how little I knew about real estate. So the fact that I am considered a real estate expert now and I'm selling half million dollar homes and people are trusting me with their huge financial investments, it's mind-blowing to me how quickly I learned, how quickly I became an expert in the field, and how everything kind of unfolded for me because I applied my skills and abilities to the industry. So it's not the industry that was 
appealing to me. It was the financial opportunity that was appealing to me. It was the opportunity that I gave myself. It wasn't easy. I'm not saying it was easy, but I'm saying in response to people who are like, well, I don't have my real estate license, so I can't bring in that kind of cash. Well, then like do something about it. Put yourself in the position to jump onto an opportunity that will bring in that kind of income because that's exactly where I was at. I didn't have real estate before. I made the decision to give myself and my future family that abundant opportunity and I dove in and I applied my skills and abilities to real estate. I am doing in real estate the things that I love to do outside of real estate. I've applied my social media trends, my skills in growing an account, my passion for making TikToks and reels and being creative on Canva. I've created buyer guides and seller guides and all of these cool tools for my real estate business that are using the creative outlets that I already like doing, but applying them to real estate. I have not put one dime. That's a lie. I paid $1,000 for marketing. I bought all of these flyers, all of these door hangers, all of these mailers, and might have actually only been 400. I think it was 400. And then I was like starting to have a mailer budget for like 5,000 or $1,000 a month. Anyways, the point being, I bought all these mailers and they sat in boxes in my apartment. I never mailed it. I just couldn't fathom the idea of buying the postage for these mailers that I just bought, knowing that once they hit the mailbox, people would just discard them right into the trash, right into the recycling. And I saw this happen all the time at my apartment complex. I had an agent in my office do the mailers and I opened the recycling bin when I was throwing away some like advertising thing and it was all of his real estate mailers. And so at that point in time, I made the decision like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not wasting my money on that. And I'm no longer going to guilt my guilt trip myself into thinking that I needed to do that. All I need to do is apply my own skills and abilities to the industry, do what I love, and I'll attract the people who I'm meant to work with. And so far, it's worked really well. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but it's all to say it doesn't matter if the industry itself doesn't jive with you right in this moment, but take a look at lucrative, high-ticket opportunities and See if you can apply what you know and love to that industry because, number one, that's going to help you stand out in that industry. That's the only reason I'm a good agent is because I'm myself and I apply my own skills and abilities and I don't try and be like everybody else. So consider those things the very first way to get up to making $15,000 a month is to figure out a high-ticket job opportunity. Typically, it's going to revolve around high ticket commissions. So if you're on Google, typing in, exploring, discovering, trying to figure out what this could be for you, just type in high ticket commission opportunities, or you could even say like high ticket um, part-time side gigs, that kind of thing, and just start exploring. The second one is multiple streams of income. I want you to circle this one three times. 
multiple streams of income. Every millionaire and billionaire, and I'm not saying that's who I am, but I am saying that the books that I've read and the things that I've discovered is that everybody with a lot of money isn't making it all from one place. They have multiple streams of income. And I don't think this is talked about enough. I think the average American is working their nine to five job and they have that one stream of income. And if they're lucky, they have their spouse's stream of income as well. And that's it. They know exactly how much they're making every single month, which provides a level of security. But wouldn't it be nice to have multiple streams, maybe two, three streams of income? So um, I don't know why this isn't discussed enough or why people settle for only what their job pays in salary, but you don't have to live that way. There is another way to live. You have your main gig with your side gig, with your multiple stream of income gig. And I just heard some of you guys on the other end, I can sense it. I heard the, gosh, you know, I don't have time for more than one job. I have kids. I have this. I have that. And I felt the tinge of overwhelm. But lucky for you, it's not three jobs in one, or it, it doesn't have to be if you don't, are on, limited on time. Your main gig will pay the bills. Your main gig will pay maybe your 401k. You can put a little bit into savings, maybe, hopefully. And it takes up a majority of your time. Your side gig is something that you can do in the evenings, at night, or on lunch break, or the moments in between. So this can look like my favorite is affiliate marketing and network marketing. I think it's genius. I'm pretty sure I go through this later, but it's number one. Um, Other ideas, running a social media account. This is how I began. I just have a passion for social media, but it wasn't like I was a guru or had any knowledge above everybody else. I just YouTubed a lot. Every single month, I would YouTube what are the updates with Instagram, what what new stuff do I need to know about how to grow an Instagram account? Just like I figured out real estate, I figured out social media and I'm constantly keeping up on the trends. So if you're somebody who's like, well, you know, I'm working this job and like, how do I get another stream of income? Well, maybe like look at local businesses or search out social media accounts that might need a little bit of help and then do your research on how you can help them and reach out to them. Ask them if they need somebody to manage their account. I started doing this at super low ticket, like $250 a month per client. And it's grown from there. I had to get started somewhere, right? So it started low ticket. And then as I got the hang of it, as I got really good at it, I was able to raise my prices. And that became something that I could do at any time, any hour. I can create bulk content during the weekends and then have that content ready for the week. And it takes seconds to post each week. And now with the way that Facebook and Instagram is set up, you can schedule it out and it'll post for you. So it's a really good way to bring in another stream of income. And then other ideas that I had was having an Etsy shop. The online world has really given us a great platform to bring in another stream of income. You can have an online offering. You could be a virtual assistant online fitness coaching, nutrition coaching, mindset coaching. I've seen a lot of people start doing furniture rehab and resale. You can resell it on Facebook Marketplace or you could create your own Instagram account for furniture resale. 
thrift and resale. You can find some really cool things at thrift stores that are marked way down and you can sell it for more. Car detailing service, home cleaning service, moving service. So these are just a few ideas of things that you can do to possibly provide a secondary stream of income while also being passionate about what you're doing and having it be basically a project that you would do in your free time and would also bring in more money. Now you underlined residual income and here we are. Residual income, underline, circle it, star it. This is income while you sleep. The little cash register sound should be going off and waking you up in the middle of the night. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Or your alarm clock is just a cash register. Um, Or your direct deposit, like when you look at your bank account and your statement says $100 plus. Oh, like, that's random. An extra $100 this week. Like, doesn't sound like very much, but when I log into my bank account and I have like an extra $50 from one of my affiliate accounts, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I did nothing to get that. It just, it's there now. So (laughs) residual income is that income that just happens for you. It just, it's there. Affiliate marketing and network marketing is genius for this reason. I touched on this earlier. You can build it up to where it works for you. This is not a network marketing uh, pitch by any means or an affiliate marketing pitch. I've talked about this in the past, how much I agree with most of the infrastructures of network marketing. A lot of people are pushing away the opportunity and they're really not receiving it with an open mind. And it's just like, well, shame on you. That's you're only you're only doing yourself a disservice not being open minded to the opportunity. It could be extremely lucrative for you. It has been extremely lucrative for a lot of people online. And I think that you're missing out if you're close-minded to affiliate marketing or network marketing opportunities. Affiliate marketing is more of the discount code. This is the product that I use. Here's my code. Um, Sharing the products that you know and love and getting a percent commission from those products. The only thing about most affiliate opportunities is the monthly reorders on those products you often don't receive commission on. So if you have a client who ordered, say, your shake, and you get a percent commission on the first time that they order that shake, and then they want that shake monthly. It's now become a part of their daily routine, and they order it every single month, but you don't get a commission on the second, third, fourth, fifth orders, you only get a commission on that first order. And like I said, that's for most affiliate opportunities, not all affiliate opportunities. And then network marketing on the flip side, you would get the residual monthly on all of those orders. And you have the opportunity to help other people actually do what you do. So for my instance, like with even sharing this on podcasts with sharing, you know, here's how I made 15K in a month. Like I could take you on as my little prodigy and say, here's how I did it and show you the ropes within a network marketing infrastructure and you can actually work your business beneath me. And by me showing you how to run this network marketing business, I actually collect 
bonuses and residual income from the business volume that we generate as a team. So by you working in my downline on my network marketing team, I'm actually going to be collecting a residual income from your orders and a residual income based on the percent volume of clients and team members that you also bring in. So I just think it's so genius, super lucrative if you are willing to work for it and in it long enough. And then other opportunities for residual income, I would say, are Google advertising. I'm not that smart on paid ads, Google ads, the SEO world, but I know that there's money in it. So if that's kind of what your niche is, what you're good at, I would look into that. Online offerings, ebooks, products, courses, and anything that can provide a subscription-based service. We've seen this kind of explode since, well, I think it was probably before COVID, but um, things like the Dollar Shave Club and the little um, makeup boxes, I'm like lacking what those are, the FabFitFun boxes, those type of things are residual income for the companies because people are ordering them every single month. So they have a subscription-based residual income. And then lastly, investing in companies, this is a little bit, what's the word? Not extreme, but experienced, I guess. It's more higher. Why am I lacking the word? Anyways, investing in companies to have a percent stake of that company. So whether that's on the small scale with index fund investing or largely investing in a company monetarily for a percent of their business or in my instance, offering a service in exchange for a percent of the company's revenue. So this is literally how I do it, you guys. High ticket sales is number one. Multiple streams of income is number two. And residual income is number three. How you can pull in 15K months. Do you think you can do it? Are you going to take action on any of these things? It's possible. If I can do it, if it was possible for me, you can make it happen too. Tag me, repost this, share this. Let me know what you're going to be up to to bring in the abundance and attract $15,000 per month. You can do it. There's so much to come, you guys. I feel like this is just the beginning. There's so much bursting out of me. I have started creating again. There's going to be ebooks and workbooks coming up. I have started my vlog officially on my YouTube, and I'm just so excited about the alternative forms of content that I've been able to create inspired by you guys, your reviews, your shares, the comments that say, I needed this today, or the DMs that share your story about how my content has helped you. Those are really the things that keep me fired up. So if you love this episode, if you've been liking my content, please feel free to share, feel free to shoot me a DM and just let me know so that I can continue to speak truth into your life and help you rise.